Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking Austin just being Austin. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Travel Tuesday. Uh, how are you doing today on Travel Tuesday? I'm doing pretty good. I'm not traveling anywhere. But, but, but we're gearing up to travel at the end of this week when we're recording this. So, so Yes, we are. So we will be traveling. Right. So hashtag... We'll be traveling. Yeah, and we're actually traveling to, to, to one place we've never been to before, Melbourne, Florida, one of the places that we're going to New York City. But uh, but that's what we're going to talk about in, in this episode. And, and the city we're talking about is Austin, Texas, uh, in this episode. Uh, you've been before. I've never been before. And don't you – like when you, when you travel to a city or a place that you've never been before but you've always really wanted to go to – and I have a list of places like – uh, I, I'd never been to Chicago, always want to go to Chicago for some reason, San Francisco, 
uh, Ireland comes to mind of the places I've like always really, really wanted to go to. And then I finally went there and, and absolutely loved it. And it was everything I thought many, but maybe even more. And, and those are some of the places I've been to many, many, many times. And I think I might put Austin on that list now. I mean, it is really one of those, it was everything I thought it was going to be. And then exceeded even more that, that the music which I love so much just is so more, much more than I ever thought it would be. It's, it's, you know, you, th- you think of Texas and things like that about country music. And I knew it was a diverse music scene, but I did not know how, how rich and diverse the music scene there and how many places there are to go see music there. I mean, it really is so much more than Nashville and the food scene has just exploded and grown and so diverse there. Uh, of course, you know, Texas barbecue is king there and, and Tex-Mex and stuff like that. But there's just so much more that, that I really fell in love with the city. I was surprised and is by far now my favorite Texas city. So what were some of the things that you actually like? You've been here before, but what are some of the things you'd love now on this trip that we went? Yeah, well, when I went before, I was a kid. So, you know, I wasn't exactly going to the bars and, you know, I wasn't exactly, uh, you know, concerned about the music you know, venues and genre and that sort of stuff. So this was a completely different experience, but I loved Texas. I mean, after living in Houston for seven years as a kid, Texas is always a place where I just feel really at home. So, um, you know, that that's always a nice aspect to it. But I think what's really cool about Austin, what I really like is really it's it's one of those places for like any budget that you have, you know, you could go super high end or you could go totally, you know, budget vacation and have virtually the same experience and a really good experience because there are so many places that you can listen to music for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously places where you can pay for music, but the accessibility of it, I think, is really what's so cool. And there's always something going on. So it's not one of those places you visit where you're ever going to be bored. And then I think there's another, it's really hard to describe to somebody who's not been to Austin before, but the food truck culture there is crazy. Like you'll turn a corner and like in this totally bizarre place, you know, on the side of the road, there'll be like five food trucks just tucked in there with lines and it's all over the place. It's really, really hard to describe, but it's, you know, I think one of the unique things about Austin. Yeah. Well, I mean, we went to Rainy Street where there's so many different food trucks and, and restaurants. And then also where we stayed at our new friends, the Hotel Eleven, uh, there was, you know, food uh, venue and, and music. They have music and food and trucks and everything like that and, and stalls and different things like that. So I think that is absolutely. But don't you think also think the hospitality. Wherever you go, people are just nice and inviting. And they're not always from Austin or even from Texas. They just love that you want to come to the city and you want to hang out and they want to share that with you. And at, everywhere you go, people ask you like, what, hey, where are you going? What are you seeing? And stuff. And they want to help you. Which, yeah, that's I mean, I mean, you know, yeah. we're, we live in a very jaded city in Los Angeles. So, you know, we're used to people not like looking us in the eyes and saying please and thank you and things like that, that everybody else usually just assumes happens everywhere. But 
there it really is. It's such an inviting place. And we walked into a hat shop and uh, the lady behind the counter wanted to know what we were doing that night and if she could recommend anything to us or if we had any ideas that she should know about. So it's just, you know, fascinating experience. Yeah. And again, they're not from there. And it is a city that has, you know, obviously the University of Texas there. So a lot of people end up going to school there and, and, and staying there or people are, are going there and want to be musicians or want to be other things and stuff like that. That was absolutely, I mean, you get this with a lot of different cities, but uh, it really far exceeded. I was like, oh, wow, the people are more inviting and more, you know, uh, caring and just like, hey, you want to go hang out this? You want to go try that or, or or have a debate of where the best tacos are or something like that, which we're going to get into as uh, uh, later in, in this episode and stuff. So first, we're going to start off with the place we stayed. And there's there are, like you said, there's so many choices there are. You, you could get you can go Airbnb, you can go hotels. But we found really a great hotel, didn't you? Didn't we? Yeah, I think it's like one of one of our favorite it, hotels it, for sure. It's like a hidden gem. It's Hotel Eleven, and it's tucked away in a neighborhood. Uh, you can see downtown. It's right at the edge of downtown, essentially. Um, and in fact, they have actually a really great view. They only um, they only have a few uh, rooms, but they have a uh, rooftop a rooftop deck. deck that you could actually have one of the best views of the downtown skyline, which I loved. Yeah, for sure. So it's just it's just a great like small boutique hotel. If you if you're looking for that type of stay, this is the place to be. Yeah. So Shelly and her husband, we're going to talk to. Uh, he is the architect. Uh, she was a former lawyer. They decided to open this this uh, the hotel. Really intimate. Really cool. Um, it's right across from, like we said, food places. There's right down the street from bars and there's yoga places. And but one of the best perks about this by far it's right like two blocks away from i believe it's like two blocks away from franklin barbecue which is the barbecue of barbecues uh, when it comes to texas barbecue it wasn't open when we were there i was very disappointed because they had a fire several months about several months ago but they have now reopened so if you stay at hotel 11 you're gonna be treated really well um and and it's right around the corner from Franklin Barbecue. And you could have meat and threes until you pass out. <laughs> Seriously, exactly. But it's, it, th- I think this is really cool to have a hotel like this in a neighborhood. Don't you think that, that you kind of get to immerse and 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 have some you know some more contact with the locals and stuff? Sure. I mean, again, it just depends on your experience. But I think that it's a great way to experience the city in kind of a unique area of Austin. Yeah. All right. So let's get started. We're gonna, you you actually ended up talking with, with Shelly about her story and their evolution in, in starting Hotel 11. So we'll, before we get to, to that, um, one, one of the things I discovered when we were in Austin it, it was some local bands. And we had, uh, later on in this episode, we're going to talk with our friends from Trance and Method again about tell us their take on Austin. But I also discovered a couple other bands. And the band... Uh, Umi, which I believe is the name of the band. They're a local Austin band, and we're going to listen to their song, Too, Wor- Too Big World, um, before we talk with uh, Shelly Liebham from Hotel 11.
had the pleasure of staying at Hotel 11 uh, a few weeks ago when we were in Austin. And I was wondering if you could just share with us a little bit about, you know, why you and your husband decided to open a boutique hotel and why you decided to open it in the neighborhood that you're in. We love to travel and we love meeting new people and we love Austin and all of those combined gave us this brilliant idea of why not share that love with people who are traveling in a city that we love. We have a lot of hotels here in Austin, but not very many small ones. It's hard to develop small hotels here. The development process is long and arduous and unpredictable, and you have to be very tenacious, which my husband is as an architect, to get it done. So um, we wanted to give our take on Austin to our visitors. So they're truly unique local experience. And we picked this neighborhood because it's close to downtown without being in downtown. You can see downtown, you can walk there, but you can also walk to the yoga studio down the street. You can have a drink next door at the bar. There are food trailers across the street. Um, There's a beautiful state cemetery right down the road. So you're a part of the community. When you're downtown, you don't really get that feeling. And so all those combined really drove the decision to do the hotel and do it in this area of Austin. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the unique features of your hotel, because I, I really think it is one of those, you know, unique boutique hotels that are, it's really a find in a city like Austin that, that has primarily large hotels. Correct. I mean, all the hotels going up now, for the most part, there are a couple of smaller ones, but by small, I mean, 70, 80 rooms. To us, that's big. (laughs) Most of them going up are 500. We even have a thousand room hotel coming. But for us, we are just 14 rooms. My husband and I live on the site. uh, So it's a very hands, we call it hands-on hospitality. We really get to know our guests. Uh, We have, all our rooms are different. We have great patios on every floor and a rooftop with a view of the whole city. We have a hotel cat, Louie, that he's our neighbor's cat, but he's here all the time, rides the elevator with guests, helps them find their way around. It's that kind of unique quality. We get people who come, who stay here because they read the reviews about, they get, you get to know the owners, you get to know our staff. Some people even get to know neighbors by taking yoga classes every time they come stay with us. And so our The unique quality really is how small we are, the fact that we live on the site. Uh, We have a silly hotel cat who is every Every hotel needs a cat. (laughs) Oh, and he gets, let me tell you, he gets us rooms. People, we had people check in this past weekend and their first question was, where's Louie? We read about him on the reviews. We saw him on your website. And and every once in a while, his timing's perfect and he'll come up and he'll walk up as soon as they ask. But you know, he's a cat. So he goes to his own. He's fickle. The beat of his own drum. But we really wanted, you know, a lot of the, uh, we talked about technology earlier this morning and how sometimes technology is a good thing and sometimes it's a bad. A lot of people really want technology to help them bypass the front desk at a hotel. Let me use my smartphone. Let me go. I don't even want to see the front desk. For us, we don't want that because we want to be a part of our guest experience. And if they bypass the front desk, then we don't get to know them and vice versa. So we really, we have become pretty much family members with some of our repeat guests. We get to know them. We get to know their families. And it's an extension of our own small family. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. 
I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report, (laughs) 
I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. Yeah, I love that. You know, and Austin is such a unique city. I know it's talked about a lot of a lot of times, you know, we hear about South by Southwest, we hear about the barbecue, but why do you think Austin is such a great town and, and a great place for people to come visit? A lot of people think of Austin as really two things, the music capital of the world and the University of Texas, and I guess three things, barbecue. But none of that really exists without the people behind everything. And Austin is such a friendly city. And we hear this. I mean, we knew that already. Texans were friendly anyway. But the people, so many people move here. And, and the reason, I think, is because people are so friendly. I mean, you will come to Austin. You'll go have a drink at a bar. You're talking to the person sitting next to you. And next thing you know, um, you're going and doing an event, uh, going to see live music with them, or just, it's so easy because people are welcoming and other big cities aren't so welcoming. I've heard stories of people moving to other big cities and they, people are nice on the surface, but they don't let you in. And people in Austin are like, oh, wow. Yeah. Come over here. This is a great place to hear music or that this tattoo shop's better than that one or anything. Go to Barton Springs together. And so I think it boils down to, to the friendly people who live here. Yeah, I would That's have to- old and old and new too. I mean, we have people who've been here forever and the, the new people sort of embrace that and they're they even if they came from an environment that's less friendly, they start thinking, hmm. I kind of like being this way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every like store or restaurant that we went into when we were there, I mean, they would always ask us like, hey, what are you doing the rest of the day? Or you got plans tonight? Or do you need suggestions? I mean, I've, I've never been in a city where, you know, people were that like interested in us. We are. And we're pretty proud of our city, too. And we want people to experience not just the generic things and the 
the Capitol is awesome. All that. There's a lot of great holes in the wall of eating places and music venues. And like I think I mentioned already, our little state cemetery. I took somebody there yesterday for the first time, and they lived in Austin for many years. Didn't even know it existed. Um, so yeah, we love to share that with folks and make sure they have a good time when they're here. Yeah. And so tell me like, what are, are there, you know, two or three great places that you kind of recommend right around your hotel, uh, restaurants or things to do other than maybe what you already mentioned? Well, we definitely have our, the, the best barbecue in the, in, we think in the world, right down the street, Franklin barbecue. Um, we always recommend that to our guests, although it's a long wait. I personally think it's worth it. Um, and then we have a great, I love to send particularly our guests from maybe California or the Northeast to the white horse. It's a honky tonk bar been there for years. And we sent a couple there a couple weeks ago, a younger couple, they had a blast. They were a little nervous learning the two-step. Um, and, but everybody we send there loves the white horse and that's just within walking distance, about five or six blocks of the hotel. So those are a couple of things that are, uh, unique to Austin and white horse people may not know about everybody. Most people know about Franklin barbecue, but most people don't know about the white horse and all its charm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so, so great. I, I always like to hear, you know, from locals, what are some of the places that you wouldn't maybe find, you know, on a guidebook or, or a, a right. website or something like that. That's awesome. So uh, tell listeners, how can they find out about hotel 11 if they're interested to come stay with you? Our hotel, our website is www.hotel11austin.com. Um, that's the best place to go. We have pictures of our rooms. We have a, we have a gallery page devoted to Louis the Hotel Cat. <laughs> it shows you pictures of our roof deck and views from there. So our website is the best way. We also have our Instagram account, that's Hotel 11, and our Facebook page as well. All right. Does that make you kind of want to go back to Hotel 11 and hang out with Louie again? Oh, I love Louie. I love a hotel cat. Right? I think that's just a totally interesting story and just makes it more of a, like a fun place. Like It's like how we were in Paris and the, there was a cat roaming through the that you know bistro that we ate twice. And, and, and you know, it's just kind of feels that it has that same sort of feel. Absolutely. So next up, we're going to talk with our friend Casey Barks, who we had on the show last week talking about their brand new Fairmont Austin that's opening sometime in 2018. Um, he's the director of communications, so he is the, the really the has really plugged himself into Austin, and and he he's not from Austin. Um, he's from Arizona and, and via Seattle, and so he's lived all over. But we talked about uh, the diverse music scene there, and and from everything. That you and any night you you can go out in Austin and from you can listen to punk or to bluegrass to hip hop to rock or anything in a bar or, or music venue or whatever. I mean, even even when we were interviewing uh, the band Transcend Method at um, the barbecue place we were at at um, uh, Stubbs Barbecue, I actually didn't realize that the music venue that they have there, which I think is like a four thousand you know seat venue, is right there. So that is really cool. And then Casey also talks about the diverse food scene that he was, he was totally surprised how great it is there and how many different things, including breakfast tacos, which is, I guess is a staple of, of Texas. Oh yeah, absolutely. Breakfast tacos are a big thing. Yeah. I've never, I've never really had that. So, so uh, we're going to talk with Casey about the food scene, about the music scene. Uh, okay. So Casey, so you've been in Austin for a few months now and, um, and you came from Seattle, uh, what do you love about Austin? Like, why, I mean, and why did you choose kind of Austin? Obviously, you did for work wise, but I mean, you, how, how do you go? Hey, you know what? Yeah, that's the city I want to 
Yeah. Well, I mean, man, it's been seven months, yeah. you know, and, and so getting to see Austin with fresh eyes has been really mm-hmm. cool. And, and talking with the, the people who work in the hotel that are local, I have never been able to experience as much live music in my entire life right. as I have in the last half a year. Right. Which people talk about that, but you don't you, you, you don't know realize it's like, it seriously until yeah. you're yeah. here. Yeah. When you're walking down a street and you hear to your left you hear punk rock, right. in front right. of you you right. hear bluegrass, right. behind you you hear hip hop. Right. What the hell's going on? You know? <laughs> and that's so cool. And it's yeah. something that Seattle has an incredible music mm-hmm, scene. Sure. Um, but it's changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, you still you buy venue tickets and you mm-hmm. go, but here, I mean, pop into any bar. Right. Any bar, and you're gonna get live music. And if right. if they don't have it, then they're trying to find it. Right. Um, I mean, one of my favorite I, I'm living on South Congress, which mm-hmm. is a super cool neighborhood. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite places is Continental Club, right, right. which the owners also own Sea Boys, which is mm-hmm. a little bit further down South Congress. Right. Any night. Of right. the week, they're and playing. that's a classic place. They are classics, right. and right. they are. It is an incredible experience. You go up, you know, f- covers barely ever above five bucks, mm. you know, and it's always something different. I've heard some of the most amazing music of my life in that space, and I and I've only been here six to seven months, and so right. that's really unique. Also, I mean, since I've been here, I've seen De La Soul, Weezer, mm. Tom Petty, Gary Clark Jr. I mean, <laughs> right. That's in six and right. seven months. Right. I've never gotten to see that many top tier musicians in that short of amount of time. So I think that's really, like you said, pe- people talk about it, mm-hmm. but until you're here and you walk into a bar and you hear it and you feel mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and then you walk out and right across the street, there's another one. Right. You don't fully get it or understand. Right. And also too, it, it goes late into the night too. Oh, I man. mean, bands will go on at one o'clock in the morning sometimes, yeah. you know, and you see, so you're almost like we in new york or like what what is the deal they may stop serving it too but the music doesn't stop it too (laughs) right buy an extra beer right right, i've been at i've been at sea boys up until 233 and the music's still going you know right um yeah they don't they don't stop playing it's it's a a fun part right right be careful right right but also uh austin is known obviously for the food scene but in barbecue but you know tell us about some of the places like you're like you know, you're like, oh, there's so many other other choices than just yeah. that. But it's also some of the best well, barbecue ever. The the coolest part about that is that there's all these things that are growing and becoming more popular, but they always find their way to work in a little bit of Austin flair. Mm. You know, so I got to go to Otoko, which is was just rated uh, by Food and Wine magazine as one of the top ten restaurants mm. in America. Right. Yoshi, the chef there, is out of this world. He's phenomenal. And he's doing sort of classic takes on Japanese with an upscale approach. It's beautiful. It's elegant. But he he does this amazing white fish sashimi that he takes a piece of, I, I can't remember what kind of wood he chars, mm. and he just barely sears wow. with the wood. So this fish, this raw sashimi fish right. that is delicate and 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 subtle in flavor mm. gets this smokiness to it that represents that Texas smoke. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Ramen Tatsuya just opened up Kamuri Tatsuya in East Austin. Mm-hmm. Another Japanese, really cool Japanese take on Japanese mm-hmm. grill, but incorporating in different types of grilled meats. Mm-hmm. You know, you're seeing these really fun, playful culinary experiences open, but they stay true to Austin. They stay true to Texas. That's, I think that's the most interesting mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of the fun of mm-hmm. it, you know, getting to try things and see that. Um, also, being from the West Coast myself and, and 
born and raised on breakfast burritos. <laughs> it's not burritos here. It's breakfast tacos. Yes, yes. Although yes. they call it a taco. Right. It's the size of a burrito. <laughs> you know? It's taco Everything, prices. Everything's bigger in Texas. I know. Taco <laughs> prices at a burrito size. Um, but that's right. a lot of fun too. You know, I mean, yeah. you've got these cool places like Torchies, which mm, I right. didn't realize is this like institution chain. And now it's my go-to Sunday morning getaway <laughs> hangover food, you know? Right, and, right. I mean, it's, it's so fun and, and playful. And, um, you know, I, I, I come from a place where people think flour tortillas aren't traditional or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, you know, getting a Tex-Mex breakfast taco with flour and eggs and chorizo and yeah. not being, you know, scolded yeah. for that. I'm, right. I'm all about it. Right. Have you noticed too? Also, that Austin's a really inviting town too. That that it's not you know, and not just the, not just living here. It's just even visiting here. That I think it's obviously it's it is a blue dot, if you will, if we go political wise in a in a in a very red area. Oh yeah. But it it, it I think that also is the welcoming factor too. It's very diverse. It's very welcoming, and people really want to. Hey, you know, everywhere we've gone too, like hey, where are you going? What are you doing? Oh, we're going to meet a friend. Oh, where are you going? You know, mm-hmm. like they, they're really about like, hey, we, we want you to have a want, really cool experience. They want to here. give you all of their recommendations. Yeah. Oh, you got to try this place. Right. Like, nobody ever goes to this place. Right. Like, totally. It's that it's that southern hospitality mm-hmm. perspective in a, a city that you would expect to be, you know, on the west coast, and mm-hmm. that sort of like you mm-hmm. said in that in that blue dot perspective. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, I mean, it's just it's so great that people are so accommodating and welcoming. I, I've, I've been here for a short time and, and I get treated like a local, mm-hmm. you know, and that's really unique. And, um, and they want to, they want to know about everywhere else too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the cool part also. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think part of the, the flood of people moving and visiting in Austin is, is helping them sort of culturally and, and, and culinary uh, wise mm-hmm. Expand and grow and learn, mm. and so they're just as excited right. to hear and and see and and talk as as we are to get it from them. Right. Um, and so yeah, it's been it's been really cool just seeing how welcoming and accommodating people are and um, happy. You know, we always joked about the Seattle freeze, and <laughs> and it, it's not done on purpose or even you know consciously. Yeah. It's just they've got things going on, and they mm. you know oh I'm busy, but here it's it's just this this pure and unadulterated. Uh, acceptance um that is very very um it's it's comforting okay so to wrap up this episode we're going to talk with matt uh mike and danny from our friends from transit method we had them on the show a few months ago and like i said we, we interviewed them in uh, right before they were on a, uh, doing a gig at Stubbs barbecue there we talked about the evolution and the growth of austin um danny's actually from there the other guys are from uh from New Jersey, so they're transplants. Um, you know, the band gives us their take on the abundance of so many music festivals, so many places to actually go see music there, places they play, other places they actually go see music, how many out, how many really cool outdoor activities there are in Austin, and actually then you could take, you know, a little short uh, day trip right outside the city as well, too. So uh, here is our chat with Transit Method. I think... Everyone just really enjoys seeing music. I mean, there's there's a lot of awesome events. Like, for example, um, I mean, aside from South by Southwest, like we have something in January called Free Week, and uh, it's right after New Year's. Or I think yeah, it's the weekend after New Year's, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really like a South by Southwest for the locals. All local bands are playing. All the shows are free. Some of the bands are big too. Like it's some of the bands that are like. Um, kind of breaking through mm-hmm. and uh, you know they just happen to be from Austin and so you'll go right. see a show and everyone's excited about it and 
jump from venue to venue. It, right. It's amazing. And then, you know, you have a ton of music festivals. Like, uh, uh, you have Sound on Sound Fest. You have Austin City Limits Music Festival. Right. There's Euphoria and, and, Fest. And, and there's Austin all City kinds Limits, of stuff. That's grown, too. That was not yeah. always here, either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, a lot of these festivals are new. I right. mean, like, they didn't even exist when we moved here six years ago. Right. So, like... Yes, Austin Psych Fest, which is now right. called Levitation. Right. I mean, th- really, there's <laughs> you always feel like you're missing out on something. <laughs> right, it's right. hard to just stay home and not do anything because it's like, hey, do you want to go to this festival? It's like, I didn't even hear about this one. There's another one? Right. It's you know? not even just the festivals. It's like the concert. Not Sorry, like a movie in the park or they'll do a food and wine thing mm-hmm. or there's a queso off. Happening oh, I mean, like it's a big foodie city too. We're, we're so. coming back for the queso off. I didn't even know that. You know, there's like a, <laughs> a, I, I Matt used to work for a company that um, worked a lot in the events happening in Austin and, and was a judge at a meatball competition. So okay, like, right. You have a lot of food events. You have a lot of music, and then when there's not an event, you can just like go down down to the lake and, and rent a kayak or rent a paddleboard. There's a lot of outdoor. Yeah. Uh, things to do here, just like walking on the lake trails, uh, you right. know, around the city. And there's the hill country that butts up to Austin on the west side of the city. So there's a lot of like pretty outdoor things to do and like take a breather from all of the high paced events and concerts and food and right so on. It's almost overwhelming how much there is to do. Right. I was even noticing too that the downtown area looks. It's a cool downtown looking, but also it's not the typical restaurants too. There's really good joints there's barbecue places like all kinds of so many places just in the downtown area let alone you go out in the neighborhoods and stuff like that too oh, yeah. so and there's food trucks everywhere exactly. i mean like it, it really is uh, there's food trucks i always like, thought the... there was but i was like no way there's like everywhere you go oh yeah i mean like there's a food truck in uh the, the patio area of like almost every bar you right. know and, and they're they're permanent and they become right. a staple right like, there's a uh there's a food truck, a pizza food truck here called Via 313. Yeah. It's like well known to be like, you know, the best pizza in Austin. And, uh, you know, it, it's in, I mean, there's a brick and mortar now, but like one of the food trucks is at a bar on the east side and there's another food truck at a bar on what's called Rainy Street, mm-hmm. another bar district. Mm-hmm. So like that's very common here. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, Danny, you growing up in Texas, I mean, was Austin the place like the Mecca, like you had to get here and you had to, you know. You Growing know, up a, a punk rock fan, it's so like they're like, you know what? I got to get away from my small town Texas and stuff. Yeah, growing up uh, from an hour to from about an hour from here, my family would come here. We'd go shopping. We would, um, you know, of course, all the big stores, all, all that is going to be out here uh, in, in Austin. Um, so I've always experienced Austin, even from you know the '90s into the 2000s into now, and it's and, definitely and it's really changed. evolved then too, right? Absolutely, I mean, it's absolutely. gotten grown and more, more and more. And I so mean, like, if you just drive down I-35, which cuts right in the middle of Austin, you'll see three. You know, cranes, you know, building, you know, big towers out yeah. there. Uh, yeah. Just come back here in five years and see what it looks like. It's going right. to be drastic. And, uh, but even as a know. kid, like South by Southwest, it was nothing. Um, South, yeah, or it started to kind of yeah, grow. It definitely yeah, was, yeah, it definitely yeah. was starting, uh, yeah. definitely in the 90s. Um, I hadn't heard of it yet. Sure, yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, but you know, getting a little bit older, getting more exposed to music. South by Southwest was actually uh, one of the first festivals I attended, and and it was very, it was very easy. You know, I wouldn't say to get into, but it's very easy to play in unofficial South by shows and kind of leech off the audience a little bit. <laughs> um, and I, I think my first one was maybe in 2007, 2008. 
and I've been pl- kind of playing, you know, South by unofficial South by shows ever since then. So right. it's, it's, you know, definitely been a fun experience. We try to do it every year. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's 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 South by. <laughs> <laughs> what are, what are, yeah. there's too many venue, music venues to, to go see shows here. But what yeah. are some of the best places to go see shows? ACLI. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the Mohawk. Um, ACL Live, which is also called the Moody Theater, is probably the best quality music it's a, it's venue. It's the Moody Theater as well? The Moody Theater. Okay. No, it's called the oh, Moody. The, the Moody th- okay. Yeah, M O O D Y. The Jersey accent might throw yeah. you off. Uh, the Moody. Um, yeah, that place is like state of the art, amazing yeah. venue. Um, I personally like Emos. A lot of people are probably going to disagree if they hear this. But it's a. Uh, Sweet shows at Emos. I've actually never seen a bad show at Emos. People hate it because Emos is a classic place. It used to be on Red River, mm-hmm. and you know it closed and then reopened on right. you know the East Riverside. Right. And uh, it's just a larger room. It's like basically a large warehouse with a stage in it. But to be honest, every show I've seen there has been amazing. Right. I actually do really love that right. venue. And then Stubbs. And, and Stubbs, of course, where oh, we are Stubbs, right now. Yeah. Exactly. Classic. And and, and but. Every place that we're talking about, there's all kinds of different acts every night, right? I mean, it's, it's it, it runs the gamut, right? I mean, that's why Austin is such a great music city. Absolutely. Yeah, we we've seen Megadeth and Grizzly Bear at uh, you know at ACL Live and uh, of Montreal and uh, Godspeed You Black Emperor at the Mohawk. Literally every genre. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so uh, even though you guys are an up and coming band. Uh, is there still there's still really good places to eat here, right? I mean, it's it's not. I mean, this is really one of the best food cities in, in America, don't you think? Hands down, yes, right, right. And it's and again, it's all levels, right? Uh, except for the bagels, except- you won't find them here. <laughs> Two Jersey boys here. Can Two Jersey test. boys, exactly. You'll never find a bagel in Austin. <laughs> I, I honestly am not missing any bagels, so it's okay. <laughs> so what what are some of your go-to uh, places to eat around here? Oh, my God. There are so many. Um, oh. Ooh, ramen Tatsuya. I love ramen. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a place called Arlo's Down the Street Food Truck. Okay. It's a vegan food trailer. They have the bacon and cheeseburger, which tastes exactly like a regular hamburger, if not better. So if, if you guys are into vegan food, yeah. definitely a good trailer to attend. Uh, Eastside King is another really good trailer. That's- Pizza. No, 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 no. Eastside East Side Pies, I was thinking. Oh, no. Eastside King is Paul Key's <laughs> food truck. That's like Thai, uh, Thai fusion Right. I will say we have to obviously bring up tacos. <laughs> of course. You know? And I will say that while Torchies oh, people Torchies. think is the best, <laughs> I think Taco Deli is the best tacos in Austin no, personally. No, no, no. There's so many though, I mean well, like you can't really can't go wrong. <laughs> it's all good. We'll ask that question to everyone in Austin and get a different answer. So I don't know about you, but I am ready to head back to Austin. If you've never been there before, this is definitely a place that you want to get packing right away and head down there to experience all the music, all the food, and just all the amazing people. We want to give a shout out again to Shelly, the owner of Hotel Eleven. We cannot say enough about how fabulous that hotel is. If you're looking for a place to stay in Austin, definitely head on to the link in the show notes and uh, check out Hotel 11. You'll definitely 
will be happy that you stay there. And you'll get to meet Louie the cat, too, which is even better. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Game. You can check out Jeff on Instagram at The Traveling Game. And if you love this podcast, do me a favor, share it with your friends, shout it out on social media, use the hashtag Millennial Money Podcast, and head on over to the link in the show notes to leave us a review. So as we take out this episode of Austin, we're going to leave you with another song from an Austin band, Silver Spoon from the Eastern Sea. Is it-